0: Welcome to episode 256 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent and Jason here, and this week,
1: this is all about Ozzy. All Ozzy, all the
0: time. Hell yeah. Ozzy's, unfortunately, not our guest. I wish. But yeah, we've got a great one here. Because, actually, as you can tell from the title, this is our every album in a row thing that we do, and we did this Ozzy every album in a row, almost... I looked it up. It was almost three years ago now. It was God mid- damn. We're right here at the beginning of March, and this was mid-March of 2017. And we're bringing it back as a throwback because, as you all know, what, a week and a half ago, Ozzy's first new album in quite a while came out on February 21st. That's right. So we're going to talk about that and attach it to this where we talked about every other Ozzy album. Before we get into that, we need to let you know, of course, that we're sponsored by DEB Concerts and Med Farm, Med Farm is a dispensary in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. They're at 24683 East Highway 51. They're right there just east of Anita Road. You can't miss them. They've got a big selection, and they've got a doctor on site every Friday and Saturday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. if you need to get a medical card. They've got... All kinds of specials that are always going. If you follow them on Facebook at MedFarm, P-H-A-R-M, or on Instagram at MedFarmOK, you can find out about all those. You can also find their website, MedFarmOK.com, or find all their products listed on Leafly.com. If you tell them that you heard about them on Thunder Underground or mention our name, they'll give you 10% off your order. And on top of all that, their slogan is Cannabis with a Cause because... 30% of their profits are going to build no-kill animal shelters. Very cool. So like we like to mention, you can get to this place that's between Broken and Coweta within probably 20 minutes or wherever you're at in the Tulsa area. So get over there and check them out. Since 30% of your profits are going to do a great thing, they've already got the land and a building, and it's getting set up right now. So we need more of a... It'll kill ammo shelters around here and around everywhere, pretty much. So glad they're doing that. Then, of course, we've got DB Concerts, who keeps bringing in some kick-ass shows to Tulsa. They just recently brought in Buck Cherry. They brought in Last in Line this past year. Saxon, Bisto Blanco, Steelheart, Kicks, docking Sebastian Bach, Tom Kiefer, ton of other great bands. Coming up, they've got Texas Hippie Coalition. On April 20th, 420 to be exact, which With makes a lot of Child
1: sense. and Sweat and Bullets opening.
0: That's right. And Lynn Hernandez from KMOD will be hosting this show. Okay. So get out there and check that one out. You can buy tickets online. Go to debconcerts.com to find the ticket link. And, of course, you can see everything they got coming up as well. They might by now have the show announced at the BOK because that's coming up. They're supposed to have an announcement soon for a rock show at the BOK Center. Last year, they did their first BOK show with Snoop Dogg and Nelly. Got their foot in the door there, so we got some rock and roll coming here in 2020. And then also, they booked the d b Processing Stage, which is in the Roadhouse area out there at rock, Oklahoma. This year and last year, this year we've got Warrant, Bullet Boys, and Hurricane Alice doing the pre-party night. And in the other three nights, we've got Lynch Mob. Liliac, and John Five and the Creatures as the headliners for that stage on those nights, or the other three nights. And then we've got, we've got all kinds of great bands on the bill. we got some of our favorite local bands like Severmind. You've also got Travis Bond from Tulsa. Who else? From Fist of Rage. That's right. Fist of Rage, of course. So very glad they're there. And a lot of other great bands. So get on dbconcerts.com or rocklahoma.com to find out all that. And of course, we'll be talking about that tons of times before it gets here in May. So, more of that to come. Just jumping into this. If you're not familiar, you hadn't listened to one of our other episodes where it's every album in a row, we basically take an artist and then we listen to their entire discography, every one of their songs from the very first album to the most recent album, Straight Through. We leave out compilation albums obviously greatest hits whatever for the most part we leave out live albums a few times we've done it if it's something iconic like kiss alive or alice and chains um, unplugged and thinking back we probably should have included tribute because that's such a great you know the randy rhodes album uh, i mean yeah that, but that I maybe mean, that's just a special exception i mean we should have but we didn't so whatever i feel like there's like one other one that we did live on but anyway we just listen to the thing straight through, obviously on our own time. And then we come back together and we talk about just how the albums, you know, flow, how an artist discography changed, you know, like, cause a lot of people, especially someone like Ozzy, you know, yeah. the sounds changed a lot throughout the years. Of course he's had at least on record four different guitarists. I know yeah. he's had more, you know, like Joe Holmes, never recorded an album, even though he's with him for a long time, but That's right. you know, and then whenever we, We originally did all these on YouTube, just kind of as a bonus thing, and now we've, like, slowly been throwing them up on the podcast, just kind of, like, as a revisit thing. Right. And so in the past three years since we did this, of course, like we just mentioned, Ozzy has a new album, but other things have happened, whereas he had a full, like, world tour scheduled last year, and then ended up having to cancel almost all of it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he's like, he rescheduled it and then he cancels it all again. Yeah. For now, like that was just recently this Mm -hmm. year. Yeah. And in different reasons, you know, last year it's like he hurt himself, got injured. And then this year, I don't, was the real, like the reason he was diagnosed with Parkinson's, but I don't know if that was the reason. I don't know. If it's just, just, he's have other health issues. I think he's just probably not strong enough to mm -hmm. do this on a full-time basis, you know, with as large scale as this tour was going to be. Yeah. When this uh, album, I'm going to say something up front right here. When this album came out on February 21st, I thought that this album was going to come out in uh, February 22nd. We were going to find out that Ozzy was dead. That was just some weird feeling I had. It was going to be like David Bowie. Well, Like a David Bowie thing? Yeah. Wow. Because then you listen to the album on February 21st and there's like a couple songs that are kind of ominous about dying and stuff. And I just thought, what if this is it? Like he just holding on for this album, yeah. And the thing is, the other thing playing into that is, you know, recently after they announced that all this stuff, like the tour is canceled and all this, and they there was a thing that said him and Sharon were going to Switzerland, mm-hmm. and then someone on Facebook, I think it was in the the podcast group they were in on Facebook, yeah, posted an article and said, check out this article from two thousand seven, and it was it was a. An article, like an interview with Ozzy and Sharon, and it said that if one of us, we made a pact that if one of us ever gets a life-threatening illness, we're going to go to Switzerland and to do, you know, assisted suicide. Wow. And I'm like, well, that's like weird timing for going to Switzerland right after he announced that, you know, he's not doing good and all this. Yeah. But that hasn't happened. And then now a story just came out that said he wants to record another album yeah. here in the next month already. Yeah. Who knows if that'll happen? Who knows?
1: I I don't know anything about any of that stuff. <laughs> All I know is that I'm pretty sure he's done touring.
0: Yeah, he should be. If he if, even if he wants to, maybe he could do. Yeah, it's like
1: dude, you need do shows
0: here and there. But yeah, he shouldn't be doing full scale tours anymore.
1: <clears throat> you don't need to do anything for anybody, right? You're you're good. Yeah, you know. So,
0: that, yeah, I mean, if I if, if someone's like, oh, he's on my bucket list, well, that's your fucking problem. He's been playing shows yeah, my whole fucking life. He's been life.
1: playing shows since you were a kid. If you <laughs> yeah. didn't go see him, then that's your goddamn problem.
0: Um, I mean, I understand yeah. if you're 13 and you're just getting into it, that sucks and all. But, you know, I mean, I haven't yeah. seen him solo in a long ass time, but I've seen him like eight times.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Same here.
0: Same yeah. here. And I mean, we recently saw, I mean, the most recent time, I guess the song was with the Sabbath, Sabbath, two or four years ago, yeah. but, or three and a half years, years ago. Election night, yeah.
1: And so, it's done. I really think that his touring days are over. Um, I think what a... You know, you know, just getting into the album, uh, what a great way to go out. Yeah. And and are we getting into it? I mean, that's what we're doing,
0: so... Yeah, we'll mention up front that this thing came together fairly quickly, from what I know. Yeah. And Andrew Watt has a huge hand in this. Yes. Which... The first thing to note is a lot of people, you know, are crying and bitching that, like, you know, they want Zach Wild on the album. And no, I'm like, you know, no, as no, as no. much as, you know, this guy's one of my favorite artists of all time when it comes to Zach Wild's solo stuff and Pride and Glory and a lot of Black Love Society, whatever. Mm-hmm. But we don't need another Black Rain. No, we okay? don't. And we Andrew, don't. What, you, you know, you want someone fresh in there, I think. Because it's not like he's going to go get fucking Jakey Lee or something. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, or Gus G, I don't think. So it's like having something fresh, like a fresh take on things. And obviously someone who's a big fan. And even the whole band is fresh because you've got legendary people there. But Duff McKagan has never played with Ozzy. And Chad Smith has never played with Ozzy. Right. And Andrew Watt, you know, brought them all together. And there's some guest spots on this as well. But so, yeah. So Andrew Watt. Plays most of the guitar on this. Yeah. And my takeaway is it's fucking good. So, well, I, I mean, it I, could be better, but it's fucking, it's good.
1: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, th- I think you're completely right on the Zach Wilde thing. And I'm the same way, don't get me wrong. I love Zach Wilde. But it's like, where does Aussie end and Black Label Society begin and vice versa? Right. Um, it, it was all, it was all sounding samey. You know, to to sound like a redneck, but um, it really was, and and it was you know kind of stale. Um, and you're right we don't need we don't need another Black Rain or I don't know what what album was Guest G on Scream. Okay, that's right. So it's just like, I, I, I don't know. It, this was the first Ozzy album in a long, long time that I was anticipating. I was waiting for. Yeah. Cause before I was like, ah, it's just going to be another, you know, a fucking down to earth or whatever the shit. Um, and it's, it's so weird because it, it, it's like anyone that grabs a hold of Ozzy, especially nowadays is just going to try to do a Sabbath thing. Yeah. And, and 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 in a way, that's kind of what I thought the problem was with Zach. But you mm-hmm. know, I can't bitch because, it, like I said, anyone's going to try to do a Sabbath thing, and this this has a lot of Sabbath shit in it. it just kind of maybe different, may, just maybe a little bit different guitar sound than Zach or whatever. Yeah. So I, I, it's just like you said, the freshness of it. There's just new blood on the CD. Um, I don't know. I would love, I'm not going to go buy the record, but I would love to see the album credits. But then again, I know that, you know, it all, they, they always make it say Ozzy wrote everything. We know that's not true.
0: Yeah. I mean, you listen to him on, Yeah, listen to him on that. What's that called? Ozzy speaks. I think with Billy Morrison, mm-hmm. it's like, it's hard for me to listen to Cause I'm just like, I mean, at least he's honest, you know, I'm trying to remember how Billy Morrison posed the question, but he just basically threw out the fact that he didn't do jack shit. He said he mm-hmm. came in and wrote some harmonies, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't even know if he wrote the lyrics. I yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Which he probably did some of them. I know,
1: but I just love the it's just so much more of an organic record than I've heard from Ozzy in a long time, and I love yeah. that, Um, you know, and and it just, you know, Andrew Watt gave it a little bit more honesty. You know, it sounded a little pure. Yeah, that's um, a good point. And, and, you know, you had Slash on there, you had Elton John, um, you had some great riffs. Yeah, a lot of it's really derivative of Sabbath. Shit, there's that one song that starts with the bass drum. Yeah. And then, you know, it says something in that weird, you know, rrr, rrr, you know, just like Iron Man, and then you know, the fucking straight to hell, hell where he's like, all right, now. all right now. Like, what yeah. The fuck? I mean, so it's totally Sabbathy. Don't get us wrong. But it just seems a little bit more, you know, organic. And, um, I want to say, I, I think when you're, when you're dealing with musicians like Duff and, and Chad Smith, I mean, you're going to get, you're going to get some interesting stuff. Yeah. And that really, that really made, it uh, a more of an intriguing listen for me.
0: Yeah. All uh, right. To me, a lot of this reminds me of osmosis. I, I see that. Like as a whole, I mean, yeah. just like you said, there's the Sabbath, the stuff, but I mean, you could probably even say that about some stuff on osmosis. You could say that about any mm-hmm. Ozzy album, but like, I'm not saying it's as good as osmosis. It's not anywhere near as good as osmosis, yeah. so. <laughs> but it's, uh, Right. You know, overall, it just kind of reminds me of that, because there's, you know, you've got a few of the darker ballad kind of songs, and then you've just, as a whole, there's several songs that just have that same kind of mm. feel that Osmosis had. You know,
1: All My Life, to me, I really like that song. Yeah, to me, it's, it's the most radio rock of today sounding song on the record. Yeah. But I think it's just the execution and who's on it that makes it just groove a little better. Yeah. Gives a little bit more, um, weight. Right. Um, other than that, I, I, I don't say this about m- many albums, but I think the two singles, Straight to Hell and Under the Graveyard are probably the best ones on the record, best songs on the record. Um, you know, I like Eat Me. I like Scary Little Green Men, but I, I like,
0: you know, the, the two singles better. Obviously with Sabbath, you always, I mean, the the bass is always obvious as yeah. a geezer. But yep. throughout Ozzy's, you know, just thinking off the top of my head, throughout Ozzy's discography, since I hadn't listened to it straight through in, I guess, three years, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, there's always points where you think of bass, like mm-hmm. with No More Tears and stuff like that. But it's like not as like in the forefront as I think it is on this album. Yeah. And maybe, you know, Andrew Watt did that because it's a... Notable bass player. But. Well, and it's also not just
1: a notable bass player, but it's Duff who yeah. has a very distinct style of playing. Yeah, you know he 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 is not he is not just you know a mimic the guitar player. He's a very Gene Simmons or a free kind of bass player. The band free. Yeah. I mean, he he kind of does his own thing and he walks up and he walks down and he finds different voices and to me that was all over the record and I really enjoyed that part of it.
0: Yeah and you hear that in, like scary little green men where it's got the like bass runs there in the middle. Yeah. And yeah. of course like at the beginning of It's a raid, you know, it was like all the just that distorted bass mm-hmm. that's kinda
1: it, it, you know, I really love, you know, during Straight to Hell when it's like ba na da 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 and then you hear what do 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 I mean yeah. just those little things i sound like an idiot singing it out but i don't care <laughs> i mean it's just it's it's really smart and it's really fun to listen to
0: yeah my favorite song on the album is ordinary man with Elton John i think really? it, i think it's the best just the best song as a just a as a song i mean i might I might, I mean, that's, I guess putting that two different things. I love it and I think it's the best song, but like you said, I don't know, Scary Little Green Man probably jumped out of me as probably my favorite. Mm -hmm. And then I've seen, you know, when people are writing about it, people are like, you know, fuck Post Malone and this and that. I love It's a Raid. Yeah, it's, you know, he's singing and you know, it's not, yeah. I mean, the other song. And I've
1: always said, you know, that guy has got a voice. He's got talent. Yeah. I mean, he looks like a fucking, dipshit, don't get me wrong, right. but he's not a rapper, that guy can sing, he he sings.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it's like, a lot of people, anyone in that that guy's position, you know, he's like a huge star now in another genre, but mm-hmm. like, he doesn't need, even someone as big as Ozzy, he doesn't need that cosign or whatever you want to call yeah. it, he, he would do something like this because he wants to. I mean, he's noted as being a metal fan. Mm-hmm. And I think he even did metal at one point before he started. I if no I remember idea. reading that at one point. Anyway, so it's like, it's not something that's just being done to try to like push an album or something. Mm-hmm. So, but the other song, Take What You Want, that was released, I think, as a post Malone single, I don't give it, I don't like that one at all. It's just, because it didn't uses even, it stopped
1: after. Right? I don't know, it, it uses like, a lot I don't of the, hear it.
0: yeah, it's the post Malone auto tune yeah, pop all that. bullshit. Yeah. Whatever, but it's a raid is a is a great. I mean, it's fucking heavy and fast, and it's you know it's like I said the Duff part of it and all this you know and there's Slash plays on, I think three songs I remember reading, and so it's just it doesn't list it on the the thing like you said we need to see the album credits, but so I mean as a whole I think the album it lived up to I think what we hoped you know because we talked yeah. about how we were excited about it for the first time in a long time. And like I said, it's nowhere near my favorite Ozzy album. It's yeah. not even, you know, top five or anything like that. But it's better than, I like it better than Scream. I like it better than Down to Earth. I like it better than, basically, I like it better than everything since Osmosis. Right? So. <laughs> yeah.
1: I Like I said, it's the, the one I've anticipated the most in the many, many, many years.
0: Yeah. So with all that being said. Now we're gonna go backwards, I guess. Could have put this after, huh? No. Oh well. But it's fresh, (laughs) so we wanted to talk about it first. That's right. Since it wasn't a part of the original deal, so now you're gonna get us talking about every other Ozzy album from the beginning of Blizzard of Oz to the end of Scream. Exactly. Let's get into that now. Here's our every album in a row, Ozzy Osbourne, from March of 2017. That's right. So, so to speak. <laughs> Listen to every album in a row, like the title states, <clears throat> the whole studio catalog from the first song of the first album to the last song of the most recent album. Of course, we don't do compilation albums, greatest hits, live albums, unless it's a compilation of unreleased material.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was no or cover albums. Yeah, there's no just say Ozzy or live and loud on this one.
0: Yeah, or tribute.
1: Uh, tribute, yeah, exactly. Or live
0: at Budokan. Man, he's got a lot of that live albums. right.
1: That. Fuck, I forgot <laughs> about that one. Well, we did the we did the cover album though, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, but I'm, we'll get into that later. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Right.
0: Yeah, we uh, we do do cover albums. Like I said, if it's a uh, if it's new music, whether it's covers or not, as long yeah. as it's not a compilation album or a live album, uh,
1: an official release, whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And as long as it's a major label release, because We're going to be doing Pantera next, and that's a good thing to throw in the rules. You know, they had four albums before Cowboys from Hell came out, which a lot of people talk about. And, and, you know, I had two of them, but obviously we're starting with the album that is considered their major label debut, that kind of thing. Yeah. we do these. But
1: even some big acts today aren't on major labels, so.
0: True, yeah. I guess it's a different precedent these yeah, days. Yeah, I know, I know. But we probably won't be doing I'm, this for I'm, Big acts these days.
1: Yeah, true. I'm getting picky. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. Ozzy Osbourne, like I said. Yeah. He has 12 albums, I believe, if I counted right. We've got 120 songs here that we went through. Started with I Don't Know. How do you want to begin?
1: Well, you know, this is this album is classic. This album is a blueprint. This album is, um, it's, it's an example for any kind of hard rock and heavy metal where this is where you want to go. I mean, there's what, two songs that weren't really that popular on this album. Right. No Bone Movies and Still Away the Night. Everything else is always on the radio. Or, I mean, it's just, Randy Rhodes helped that immensely. I mean, something happened, you know, after Ozzy left Sabbath, you know, Blizzard of Oz and they caught lightning in a bottle. And I mean, this is one of those albums like Appetite for Destruction or, you know, fucking Led Zeppelin four or something where, I mean, it's just, it's classic and it's, it's superb all the way through.
0: Well, that's one thing I wanted to ask you, like, what do you think happened between leaving Sabbath and doing this? Because it wasn't that long of a time period before this came out Mm -hmm. to be doing something that's not totally different at all. It's still in the same ballpark. Yeah. But it's noticeably different. Well, I I guess Never Say Die, the last Sabbath album, you know, kind of started having that sound. But that's, you always heard that Tony Iommi was more kind of in charge of that stuff. So,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, this is just my opinion. I mean. I'm just one guy. I don't know. What do I know? But if you're asking me, I'll I'll tell you that it's the players. It really is. Right. Um, You know, it's Randy Rhodes. Um, You know, uh, so, you know, Bob Daisley, those kind of guys writing. And, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, Sharon and Ozzy put together one hell of a team. I mean, they really did. And, uh, I think that, uh, without, <clears throat> excuse me, without that, that combination that came up with, I, I don't think that the first two albums would be as revered as they are now. And, you know, yes, those lineups changed, you know, all over the place, but you had Randy Rhodes and it was just, it was it, it it was it was on fire. It really was. Yeah. It's something that you can't match. You'll never be able to match. Right. It, it's like magic. As corny as that sounds, <laughs> that's my answer.
0: Well, I mean, this album, song wise, like you said, has all these classic songs, but it has it has a little bit of everything. Yeah. You know, I mean, you've got. We'll look at like D, for example. You know, it's just like this beautiful interlude from Randy Rhodes, mm-hmm. and then you've got. You know, an epic ballad, you know, one of the all-time huge ballads with Goodbye to Romance. Crazy Train, one of the biggest rock songs of all time. Mr. Crowley, which harkened back to the Sabbath sound almost, you know, and Suicide Solution, which is amazing. And you mentioned Still Away Tonight, and when I listened to this, it had been a while since I listened to this album. Mm -hmm. Even though I listened to it a billion times when I was younger. I just, I kind of forgot how much I liked that song as well. Just yeah. Because like you said, you if you hadn't listened to that album in a long time, you probably hadn't heard that song. But the whole, you know, if we're going to just like go in the diary, because it's kind of along the same lines with the same lineup, that album too, when you put these two together, it's like that, those first two albums, it's just like listening to the classic rock station. It really in is. any town in America. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's... You know, there's a few songs as well on Diary that aren't on the radio as much. But still, You Can't Kill Rock and Roll is underrated as hell. And they yeah. play that on Sirius all the time.
1: Yep. Yeah. But Over the Mountain, Flying High Again, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, just more radio staples. Yeah. And rightly so. Right. You know?
0: And listen to this. I forgot how much I love the song Tonight. Yeah. I kinda love that more than Goodbye Romance. Yeah. And then, of course... Die, you know the title track is one of his all time best songs in my opinion.
1: Yeah, well, and if you know we're gonna we're on that, you have to we have to talk about Believer. Yeah, and that's a badass song. Once again, Randy Rhodes is just blows it out of the water. But that's one of the coolest fucking bass lines in rock history. Yeah, and it's simple. It's so simple. Anyone could play it, but it's so effective. I could teach you how to play it in two minutes. You'd be playing it. It's that easy to play, but it's so memorable and so, you know. You're I talking
0: mean, about the Bob Daisley version of the Rob <clears throat> Trio version.
1: Jesus Christ, you had to get so that in we, there. We but had, you know we what? That's, <laughs> we're you know we're talking about these albums. That's a conversation we can have. You know. <laughs> yeah. But you know they 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 went back to the old recordings though. Know, you know, I'm pretty yeah. sure.
0: Yeah, they did after a few years. That's how years the story ago. goes. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, was kind of shitty, but that's everybody knows that. That's not anything we need to bring up.
1: Yep. And, you know, if you remember, I think Chris Jericho asked Robert Trujillo on his podcast about that. Right. And Rob Trujillo was like, um, they were my bosses. They told me to do this. It's Ozzy. What am I going to say? No. <laughs> and I get that. I totally do. Right. I don't I don't blame him for it, but I'm still glad they went back to the old recordings, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, these two albums together, you know, could pretty much define his whole career in my opinion. Uh
1: you're very I right. Mean,
0: we're going to get of course later to some more huge stuff, but I mean, if this is all he ever did and retired, you know, I mean, that would hold up mm-hmm. against many bands that have 10 albums, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But the other thing you You didn't need to do this. You didn't need to listen to 120 Ozzy songs to remember that he's got, he's always had an amazing guitarist. Exactly. And
1: no matter, no matter matter what we're talking about. Yeah.
0: No matter what era it was. Yeah. And unfortunately, whenever Randy Rhodes left, the next guy up was, well, at least for what we're doing, was Jakey Lee. Yeah. Because Brad Gillis was there. Brad Gillis is on Just Say Ozzy, right? Yes. And.
1: No. Speak of the devil.
0: Yeah. Speak of the devil. Sorry. And that's the only other recorded guitarist, I think, besides the ones on his studio Mm -hmm. albums.
1: I would like to just say, though, Brad Gillis, that's a great album. Brad Gillis is amazing. Yeah. Um, We got to meet Brad Gillis, and he was a pretty nice guy. Yeah. So that was awesome. But that was a live record, so that's not on here.
0: Right. (laughs) Yeah, and we had to skip... You know, Tribute as well. Which, yeah. Of course it sucks,
1: kind of, but you have to do it if we're going by our rules.
0: Yeah, it's kind of revered as a, you know, a monumental album, you know, in Ozzy's career. and mm-hmm. You know, even when you think of live rock albums, that's one of the ones people always bring up. Mm-hmm. But we're not talking about that because we're not listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> but the next studio album up is Bark at the Moon, and that's whenever Jake Lee showed up. Yes. And the first thing you notice whenever, uh, Bark at the Moon starts, it still sounds like Ozzy, but there's a noticeable difference. And maybe that's just because he's different than Randy Rose. Yeah. Yeah. But the whole album, you know, that's kind of, that's the first time you notice a change, which you're gonna, when there's different players, of course. But I mean, that's, that's another one I haven't, I hadn't listened to in in quite a while. Straight through, um, you know. Besides, obviously, "Bark at the Moon," you know, you had "Rock and Roll Rebel" that was a huge hit. But yeah. "Slow Down" jumped out at me as yeah. as being really cool. <laughs> yep. Just because I hadn't heard that in years, but yeah. I don't know what's your take on this.
1: Um, I, I've got fond memories of this album. Um, you know, I'd, I'd always, you know, one thing when I was when I was a kid they had remastered or re-released or whatever all these albums and they had kind of the same kind of artwork you remember that
0: but it was like in a little box yes
1: exactly and it and had album, written down the side. yes and each album had a different color and i thought that was cool yeah. i still think shit like that is cool but anyways
0: that's actually no not to cut you off that's the first time that i owned this album was when that that came out when we were like teenagers. Yes. 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 Exactly. And that's the first time I bought Bark at the
1: Moon. And that was my, mine, mine as well. And I had heard Bark at the Moon and, um, so tired and stuff like that, but I hadn't really delved into that album. And I, and I was like, well, it's not going to be Randy. I don't know. You know? And, um, our our friend, Eric Reese always talked about Jakey Lee and stuff. Um, and I really fell in love with this album way more than I thought I would. I mean, everything, you're no different. I mean, now you see it, now you don't. Uh, like you said, slow down. I really love Waiting for Darkness. I mean, it's it's classic. And I you bring up a great point how it sounds like Ozzy, but it's different because it's Jakey e. Lee. And it's funny how, <clears throat> you know, you've got... Each album, it seems like after this, you've got different guys, different writers, different whatever the fuck, but it still sounds like Ozzy, the music, so.
0: But I think you do notice with each album a different, a little bit different sound, but yeah, it still sounds like Ozzy.
1: Definitely, because we can get into, after Bark of the Moon, we can get into Ultimate Sin, which is still Jakey Lee, but I'd go my whole life without listening to this record ever again, (laughs) and this is. Uh, uh, this is an argument I've always had with, like I said, our buddy Eric Reese, who loves this record. Yeah, I can't stand it. Seriously, I mean, it's got a couple of good moments, but it just, you know, skip. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm being a dick, but I just, I don't Ooh. know. I could never get into this record.
0: But just like Bark at the Moon, I got it on that remastered thing as well when we were kids. Same here, and I. Listened to it some, but admittedly, I never listened to it as much as the three albums before it or, you know, the stuff that came after. But listening to it, you know, and I always, you know, remember, that's the album that sounded like Ozzy was trying to cash in on the 80s. Yeah, Yeah. But, again, listening to it this time, I really dug it. And I mean, there's, I've always loved Shot in the Dark because it's so bombastically 80s. (laughs) You know, with those... Well,
1: it is. I'll give you that. With those
0: keyboards and everything. And it's just like... It's the only... It's basically the most 80s sounding thing you've ever had. Yeah. But there's other stuff on there like, you know, Killer of Giants and Fool Like You, Mm -hmm. which I think are both great songs. I
1: I think, I think for me, if there's any song that's worth saving on that record, it's the title track. Yeah. That's a pretty good tune. Other than that, it just kind (laughs) of... For me, but whatever.
0: Well, well, before we leave the Uh J.K. Lee era, we should mention we saw him the year before last. He's on, you know, he's kind of back now. Yeah. Red Dragon Cartel. Yeah. If you're not familiar with the fact, he has a band called Red Dragon Cartel. And when he plays live, of course, he plays these Red Dragon Cartel songs, but he also plays several of the songs from these two albums as well as Badland Songs, which is a phenomenal set list yes. if you ever get the chance to see it. And I remember from from The Ultimate Sin, I think he just played The Ultimate Sin. That was the only song. Um, you know, so that, that's good I, you for know what? But I saw some just set lists a, where he played Secret Loser as well, I think. Yeah, I've yeah,
1: heard he was playing that. J- yeah. Just a side note uh, on that show, that was uh Mudlahoma at Rocklahoma when it was just mud everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, I had I wasn't prepared. I didn't you know, I had a dinky pair of tennis shoes, and they were playing the second stage, and that whole field was just Yeah a huge pond of mud. So I stayed way, 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 way back in the concrete and just watched it and I don't really remember a lot of it because I was so far away. I think you got up there, though, didn't you? Yeah, I got clear
0: up to the front, just a couple people in front of me. You
1: son of a bitch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so check out Red Dragon Cartel if you haven't. Oh, yeah. That album's great.
1: That album is super fucking great. And
0: hopefully he does another one soon. I know he had a lot of issues with with singers coming and going. Personnel, yeah. (laughs) Well, then we go into... uh, Sorry, what's uh, no rest? No rest of, of the
1: wicked, which I mean, it's his Zach Wilde's first album. Um, I think that I think everything was just blown wide the fuck open on this record. Um, I smile from ear to ear when I hear this. This is my favorite Aussie record with Zach on it. I mean, and that's something to say because yeah. No More Tears is phenomenal. But I mean, this record is just raw. Just like I said, it's just busted wide open riffs and just it's fun and it's just balls out I mean it it is you can definitely tell there's a 20 year old kid playing fucking guitar on this record it is so fucking great and I mean it it, it feels like Ozzy is is invigorated excuse me I mean it just feels it just feels like a whole new thing you know I mean it's it's one of my favorite records of all time
0: Wow, well, well, see, the, the thing I noticed, too, listening to this right after Ultimate Sin, this still had that kind of 80s sound and vibe mm-hmm. going on, but it had a lot more punch. Yeah. Which, you know, obviously probably came from Zach, I guess, but I can't imagine that Zach had any more leeway than Jakey Lee had that early in his career later on. Mm-hmm. I know they let Zach have free reign, but...
1: Yeah, I know. it's just, It's crazy, isn't it? I mean, it's just weird
0: how it just... There's just something about this album that just, even though it has that that '80s feel, it just pops way more than Ultimate us. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, this album, I, I, I hate to, I hate to make a comparison like this because it's kind of stupid and corny. But if this album was a vehicle, it'd be one of those big trucks with the fake balls hanging underneath it by the trailer hitch. I mean, fucking! I'm not kidding you.
0: It wouldn't have fake balls. there would be real balls. Well, you know what I mean. It, that, <laughs> that's just I know what you're how saying. bad. I, yeah,
1: <laughs> it's all real balls, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it doesn't let up. Yeah. It's so fucking cool. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, Bloodbath in Paradise, yeah. Charlie Manson, Devil's Daughter. Fuck, man. Ta- demon Alcohol. Yeah. I couldn't even say Tattoo Dancer because I got sidetracked with Demon yeah. Alcohol. Yeah.
0: Fucking A. I mean, it's just so good. Yeah, Demon Alcohol is probably the, my favorite song on this album. But then Breaking All the Rules, Fire in the Sky. And this is another one that since I hadn't listened to it in a while, when I heard Hero, that jumped out at me. And yeah, I was like, holy yeah. shit, I just completely, yeah, exactly. I just completely forgot this song existed in my head. And when I heard it, like, I think I told you already, but whenever I finish this whole thing, finished the last song. I went back and immediately listened to Hero and Tonight again. Yeah. You know, just because when I heard him earlier, I'm like, man, I want to hear this, but I'm not going to stop listening to everything in a row. Just to play another song yeah. two times in a row, you know. But yeah, I mean, that's an amazing introduction to the world of Zach Wilde. Isn't it? Yeah.
1: And then, you know, next we have, I mean, Jesus.
0: This is where everything kind of...
1: This is where it gets crazy.
0: ...changes, I think.
1: This it, is...
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, this is the other thing. It's like... these, these, All these albums that came before it... Like, what happened here with No More Tears? Like, something's changed where it just sounds bigger. It sounds fuller. And I don't... Maybe that's just production. I don't it, know. It's, well... Just everything it's, about it just sounds huge.
1: Yeah. There's... You know, the production team was in place... Zach Wilde was writing. You had Lemmy wrote a couple songs. Right. Um, and it was just one of those, you've got to think Ozzy is so fortunate, okay? He's had, you know, he struck he struck gold with Black Sabbath, okay? He struck gold with Randy Rhodes and what was okay. going on there, you know? And then he fucking did it all over again with Zach Wilde in that era yeah. because that, that blew it all up again, you yeah. know? I mean, we we all thought, you know, oh, he's one of those older classic rock guys until No More Tears came out, and he's just all over the place, and he's number one, and just all over it again. Yeah. And to do that three times? Jesus Christ, man. No Most people only get to do it once. Right. Uh, so, I mean, you know, there's something going on there. It, you know, No More Tears is like one of those albums in the early 90s that, to take a line from, Wayne's World, you know, you were, if you lived in the suburbs, you were issued these albums. <laughs> I mean, you, it, No More Tears, The Black Album, Vulgar Display of Power.
0: Use uh, Your Illusions.
1: Use Your Illusions. I mean, really. And then even, you could even, I, I mean, it's just, it, it's insane. Everybody had, everybody was ate up with this record. Everybody had this record, you know?
0: Yeah, it's just, I was uh, 14 when this came out. Mm-hmm. And this album is one of those albums, kind of alluding to what you just said, that just completely resonated with me as a kid. Definitely. And it's like, it's, you know, so much so that I can't say that there's another Ozzy album that I like better than it, that I probably Mm -hmm. should say that if I really thought about it, but it just, it resonates with me so much from my youth that I just think that's my favorite Ozzy album. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of people who are the same way with Blizzard because they're older, but that's just that album for me. And, you know, whenever we were kids, like you said, he was that classic rock dude. I knew the big Sabbath songs. I knew Crazy Train, the obvious, you know, radio hits that you Mm. would hear on the radio whenever I was really starting to get into music. And then that's whenever this came out of nowhere. And, it went from just being... One of those classic rock dudes to be in. Holy shit, this is one of my favorite bands in the world. Exactly.
1: And, and
0: in that lineup. And, in that
1: lineup, Randy Castillo, Mike Inez, and Zach Wild Yeah. We,
0: That's one of the best bands well, ever assembled.
1: I know. One of the things I thought was crazy is we were in, well, we were in intermediate high school. It was 9th to 10th grade, and it was the, the day after the concert, he'd come to Tulsa. I didn't get to go.
0: Oh, out but, of the racetrack?
1: Yeah. But, What I thought was crazy was at school the next day, everybody had Ozzy shirts on, but one girl had a Zach Wilde shirt on, and that was the first time I'd ever saw, you know, Ozzy's side man have his own t-shirt.
0: So they were selling them there? Yeah. I didn't remember that. Yeah, she had
1: a Zach Wilde shirt on,
0: Okay. and
1: I was just like, wow. I mean, that's how you know this is big, is not only is he getting props, but so is Zach Wilde, and that's when I knew... I was like, wow, that's crazy. I just really noticed that kind of difference. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, we didn't even really mention songs. Mr. Tinkertrain kicks this thing off. and yeah. It's hard to really say because there's so much classic, amazing Aussie stuff before this. But I think that's my favorite Ozzy song. Really? It's, you know, you could, you know Ozzy's one of those guys that I could say 10 songs or tied for number 1 probably. But mm-hmm. That's definitely in the running if not the number 1 song. Yeah. But then just you just go down the list and I love every song.
1: I don't want to change the world is just it's yeah. it's that's where it's at for me in the Zach era.
0: And then even the the live version on Live and Loud is yes. just unbelievable. Yeah. And when you see it live was unbelievable. Then of course no more tears when you get to the that breakdown and that solo. That's just one of the Mhm. It's not even, there's nothing, like, hugely technical about it when you look at, like, stuff Zach had done on other albums. You know, it's not crazy, fast, insane. It's just one of the best solos ever, in my opinion. It is. It really is. That slow build-up to it, and then just Zach Wild makes it what it is.
1: I mean, Road to Nowhere, what an anthem. Yeah. You know, you felt like you could take on the world when you heard that song. Yeah. You know? Hellraiser and Mama, I'm Coming Home. Lemmy was throwing his fucking shit in there. I mean, you know, come on. It was just, you can't, it was another, you can't duplicate it. Just like the first two records.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so it was, well, like any Ozzy, I'm, I can say this better. One, it's been a while since I think I've listened to any Ozzy, I'm straight through. But I'd listened to this probably more recently than others, but still it was just a joy going through this oh
1: yeah, it was it was it was amazing listening to it, and it then, was
0: then we had what party with the animals and don't blame me, which are the were the unreleased uh yeah, which I don't rem- really late. never
1: really got into until we did all this.
0: I think I had listened to them when they released that thing, and they mm-hmm. yeah. thing a while back, but well. Osmosis was next. And yes. That's, that's where I know you hear st- some people starting to bitch. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I absolutely love this album.
1: Me too. I love this record. I thought it was fucking phenomenal. And I will say that it was the last great Aussie record. Yeah. It really was. Let's I mean... Just, let's just say it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'll... We'll get to these other ones here in a minute. But, I, you know, and I like the other one's more than I remember liking them, listening Mm. to them now, but yeah, this is the last one. That's just like, you could just throw on anytime and just Mm. let it go. Yeah. And we talk about listening to every album in a row and like how stuff flows from one album to the next. And if it, you know, could be on a, you know, carry on and Perry Mason sounds like a song that could have just been on no more tears.
1: Yeah. That, and I think that's one of the best songs on the record.
0: Yeah. And it's, That, you know, one of the things, you know, I noticed this when it came out, you know, what was this, 95 or 96? 96, I think. Yeah. You know, we were, what, 19 at that point. And it jumped out to me at at how ballad heavy this thing was. Yeah. And it's still to this day, it always makes me wonder what they were, what the point of that was. But I like every song, so I don't really care. Yeah, it
1: didn't matter.
0: But it was just kind of odd, I thought. You know, at the time that, you know, in 96... It wasn't like, hey, ballads are huge on the radio. Let's mm-hmm. cash in on it. Yeah, maybe that was the point. Maybe it was like, let's do something different. And I mean, <laughs> hey, it worked because See on the Other Side was huge on the radio mm-hmm. in an era where heavy music wasn't huge. Yeah, Perry Mason. As maybe well. that
1: was the thing. And they knew that heavy music wasn't huge, so let's soften it up a little bit. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and then and then in the middle of the song, we'll throw in a, you know, a heavy, you know, a heavy you know, bridge and put a solo over it or something. I don't know. Yeah. You know, but See You on the Side was great. I Just Want You was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, You know, I I, if we're going to talk about the ballads, I think See You on the Other Side was a little better than I Just Want You, but whatever.
0: Well, before we go further, the fourth track is called Thunder Underground. That's right. Which is where obviously... (laughs) The name of this thing came from.
1: That's where we got our name for our fanzine, podcast, whatever.
0: Yeah. We started this as a fanzine back in 96, and I for, I don't remember if it was you or me, came up with the idea we we call it Thunder Underground, because mm-hmm. that's a cool Aussie song, and it sounds cool. Yep. And then once we started doing this, we stuck with the name, and here we are. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, and I have to I have to say that, uh, you know, you're talking about ballads. Old L.A. Tonight is, I think, one of the best fucking... Get to that. It's so it sounds so good, and it's so like victorious and all that shit. I really love that song. Yeah, like, it's, I would I would love to learn how to play that and all that kind of corny shit. I love that song.
0: Yeah, it's one of the be- it's easily one of his best ballads. Yeah, and just yeah, phenomenal. And the other thing with Old LA Tonight, I think, is you. It's the first glimpse, glimpse, <laughs> first glimpse that you get. Hold on, <laughs> I'm drinking all the beer and you're drinking water. How are you doing? How are you doing this? I don't know. Jesus.
1: Okay, go ahead.
0: <laughs> well, it's the first glimpse that you get of Zach's solo kind of that sound that you heard, you know, on um, Book of Shadows. Yeah, and then later on in some Black Label stuff. Yeah. But the solo to that, and just like the the guitar, even before the solo, just has that that real kind of soulful sound that he would use on his, on his ballads later mm-hmm. on. So that was kind of cool to, you know, to see that. and, But yeah, I put that up there and, at the top list of all this stuff.
1: Definitely. Uh, you know, and then after that, you get into those bonus tracks that were B sides, like whole world's fallen down. Yeah. Which I think is better than anything on osmosis. You know, um,
0: you think it's better than everything that's on the album?
1: I always thought, right. I liked, you know, you had those two B sides that came out, which was not, we couldn't find other than a YouTube thing, was that song called Living with the Enemy, which I loved. I thought that right. could have been on No More Tears. And you well, then there
0: was that song, Amy.
1: Yeah, and that's on here. Yeah. And so you had those three songs. I thought Whole World's Fallen Down and Living with the Enemy were cooler than anything on Osmosis you know, I think they were more traditional Aussie songs where Osmosis, you know, wasn't well, a ballad. It tried to be real heavy and down-tuned and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and a- what's funny about Amy is that's just your another kind of your ballad type kind of things is when we got, when I got done listening to all these Aussie songs, all the records, you know, that's the one that for some fucking reason that stuck in my head for a day. Seriously? I was singing that stupid song all day long. Which is weird. Don't don't ask me how, but that's what happened,
0: right? Well, hey, it's better than changes with Kelly Osbourne.
1: That ain't no shit. <laughs> Jesus fuck, man! Don't get me started on that,
0: right? Hey, we could have listened to changes because it was remember it was a huge radio single. So
1: year. what's next, Trent? <laughs> Down to Earth? Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, Down to Earth came out a few years later. Was that 99 or no? That was like 2000 or 2001. That was quite a while later. Zach's still here. And this one, what jumped out at me was... Uh, it was way more streamlined than the sound. Mm-hmm. Just straight across. Which is sometimes a bad thing. Which I didn't dislike this at all. But it, it wasn't bland. But it didn't have near as much to it as every album before it had. Which I'm um, look on your face makes me think that you fucking hate her. So <laughs> I, I, I'm just
1: gonna, I, I'd rather listen to Chinese Democracy than any album after Osmosis that Ozzy did. <laughs> I'm serious. I just, I don't, I don't like these records. I don't, sorry, they don't suck. I mean, you know, two of them's got Zach Wilde on it, so it's, yeah. that's cool. But if I remember correctly, it seems like I read an interview somewhere, and this has been a long time ago. And, you know, I've killed a ton of brain cells since then. Maybe I'm making this up. I don't know. But it seems like I remember, you know, uh, Zach Wild saying that, like, you know, these albums he was really held back on. They wanted to hold back the pings and the crazy solos and stuff. And I just, and you can tell, I just, there's not a lot of memorable stuff with this, with these albums. Sorry.
0: Well, what I remember about, I remember something like that too, but I, I thought I'd remembered that he had, you know, he had left at this point because he was yeah. doing, you know, Black Label and Joe Holmes was there during mm-hmm. that period. And then they had wrote all this stuff and then he came, they brought him back in to do Down to Earth, but everything was written. And I think the only thing he even wrote probably were his solos. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a big thing. And that's, that's kind of an obvious notice that I don't know who wrote it with Ozzy or for Ozzy. Yeah. <laughs> But it wasn't as good as who you never. Know, well, I looked tricks. up a lot
1: of the writing credits, uh, um, and I can't. But I'm not. I can't. I'm not going to comment because I can't remember now the, over the three newer albums how they were all spread out. So I don't know. Maybe I should just keep my mouth shut on that one.
0: <laughs> I'm going to
1: keep my mouth shut on the rest of it, really, because I just I, there's nothing that really stands out to me. <laughs> I, I hate to say it like that, but I mean I got to be honest.
0: Yeah, I mean, there was, I was, you know, worried about this when we were listening to this. Once, yeah. Once they got to Down to Earth, I'm like, man, I'm going to hate everything. Not hate it, but I'm just like, I remember I listened to all these albums when they came out. I got them all.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah, Ozzy. me
0: too, because we're huge fans. Yeah. And I remember Down to Earth is probably the one I listened to the most after I got it of the three, just because it was yeah. still way back then. Yeah. And, you know, with Black Rain and um, Scream. Yeah, Scream, I listened to him a few times and that was just kind of it. But I, mm-hmm. so I actually enjoyed Black Rain and Scream more than I enjoyed Down to Earth. But I did see that in a way. Maybe that's just, maybe the main thing is because they're fresher to me because mm-hmm. I listen to them a lot less. But, you know, we can't go in down to Earth, we can't go to Black Rain without mentioning Undercover because we listen to it. <laughs> i know i don't
1: want to mention it but we have to i guess
0: yeah i mean i love ozzy and you know obviously we're sitting here doing this but man that was hard to fucking get through yeah it was yeah it wasn't saying Anger was. hard but it was close because it's like <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: fuck i don't ever want to hear his cover of sympathy for the devil ever again right and that i'm sorry what it's worth fuck any of them. And I'm sorry Jerry Cantrell. He played on this album. And I love Jerry Cantrell. And he's probably just doing what he got hired to do. Right. But fuck, man. Yeah. This album's a fucking beer coaster.
0: Yeah, it was just so many songs I'm hearing Ozzy singing. I'm like, he shouldn't be singing this. This yeah. doesn't even make sense.
1: Or or it's or it's something that he, that was just like, you know, it sounded like they phoned it in. Yeah. You know? Like, that's oh, my let's guess. Do, let's do a, half, a half-ass cover of this or that. Or it's like I mean, it was probably one of those things,
0: they probably went in and knocked it out in a short period of time just to put out a product, you know, because after, obviously after No More Tears, everything started getting way spaced out, you know, so I bet it was just here, let's capitalize on the success of Ozfest. Yeah,
1: Yeah. who needs to hear Ozzy doing a cover of Sunshine of Your Love? (laughs) No,
0: I want to hear Living Color do a cover of that. That's it. That's right. Which is an amazing cover. It was an amazing cover. (laughs) But yeah, so Undercover had Jerry Cantrell. But like you said, that sucks that that's the only thing he was on. (laughs) Black Rain, we got Zach back. And it's obvious we got Zach back, because this should not be called Black Rain. It should be called Black Label Society Rain. (laughs) See? Seriously, you know, look, it's better than I remembered it being, like I said. And the songs, you know... Eleven Silver and Civilize the Universe and Here for You, the Ballad, you know, all kind of jumped out of me as being cool.
1: Uh, countdown's mm-hmm. begun. Maybe it was and cool. I don't, I don't know. I, fuck, man.
0: I wrote that down because that's the one that sounds most like Black Label.
1: Really? Yeah. Well, fuck. Fuck me. You know what? I gotta pee. Can we just cut this off now? Fuck these albums. <laughs> Like, oh, we're going we're to we're gonna get hate mail.
0: Look, we're trying to discuss this like we're <laughs> supposed to. Every album. I know. If it's not just, most oh, of the man. albums and the ones you don't like. You I skip.
1: know. I'm a dick.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, seriously, Black Rain. You can totally tell it's another one that Zach probably came in and he's in the black label vein. And so just everything sounded like that. I don't know if he wrote some of this stuff or not. But I, my guess is he might have since it sounds like that. But also, it's just the way he's playing, too. But, A Scream is the final one. And the main thing about this one is it's way too fucking long. Not just. <laughs> yeah. My,
1: Dude, there's. A, I was like, God damn, how many fucking songs are on this?
0: Not just because, you know, you might say that because you don't like it at all. But I'm just saying, yeah, it's like got 14 or 16 songs or something. Yeah. And it's just like, this could have been like 10 or 11 songs and it would have been came off better. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I noticed was, I mean, it flows well out of Black Rain, but of course it sounds a little different because this is the first one with Gus G. Yeah. And I mean, he comes from, you know, a heavier side of music and this, you can tell that on this album too because it's probably Ozzy's heaviest album sound wise, you know, from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's kind of the thing that that jumped out at me the most is it was just you know at this point what was it 2010 or 11 it's probably a thing of like Sharon's like you know heavy metal's back you know kind of so we need to make this heavy as fuck you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my and
1: guess and you know Sharon Osborne has her finger on the pulse of heavy metal doesn't she
0: oh I'm sure she does yeah <laughs> <laughs> if you throw eggs or water balloons whatever it was at Iron Maiden you got your finger on the pulse you damn right <laughs> But no, I mean, overall, besides the cover album, this was a great experience for me. Just because it had been so long since I Yeah, no, I
1: agree. I agree. I enjoyed it. And it was just kind of cool to see, you know, where he's gotten to. And, you know, we, you know, we're, maybe we're critical on later albums. Fuck us. He's been doing it since the 60s. What do we know? More (laughs) power to him. But it's just, it's just interesting to see that progression
0: yeah well I've got a few questions for you if you don't mind no go ahead like overall I mean you already kind of mentioned uh No Rest for the Wicked was your favorite Zach album at least like what's your favorite can you say what your favorite album is overall besides Blizzard or I was going to say besides Blizzard or No More Tears because I assume those are the two that most people pick you know
1: yeah Okay. so are you like are you saying take take, take Blizz-
0: those two out Two oh, no rest, p- of okay. no okay. rest of
1: the wicked. Okay. Easy. No rest of the wicked.
0: I think mine's Diary of Madman. Okay. That's probably easy as well, just because it's Randy. But if uh, besides, uh, I mean, we mentioned Old LA Tonight, how much we love it. But what is your favorite Aussie ballad, or two or three? Because there's a shitload of them. Old
1: LA Tonight. Um. Goodbye to Romance, because that's just it's maybe it's common, but I don't care. it's just classic and it's just it's it's gold it's gold you know um i uh, it could road to nowhere be a ballad I don't know that's kind of more like a
0: it's a mid tempo rock
1: mid tempo rock Jerry Miller are you yeah. out there are you hearing this? <laughs> She'd love that yeah. but uh, you know maybe that could <laughs> that could work yeah so yeah I'll say that.
0: I would, you know, I love "Goodbye to Romance," but I got, I heard it so many times that I kind of, I like some of these songs better, like mm. "Old LA Tonight" and "Tonight." Like I mentioned earlier, yeah, those two songs, and then probably third, I would say, you know, it's it's the same thing as you know as "Goodbye to Romance," but "Mama, I'm Coming Home" just because it's so huge, and like I said, that album is what resonated with me. So that's kind of ingrained in me, even though now if it came on the radio, a lot of times I might change it. But this time when I listened to it, since I had to, it was really fucking cool to hear it again because it's been quite a while.
1: Exactly.
0: (laughs) And the last thing I want to ask you is overall, like you listen to all these things in a row. And I mean, you know what all these guys sound like, but is there anything that jumps out you know, his major similarities between any of these guys like Zach. I mean, from like Randy to Jake to Zach to basically Gus G, I guess, because nobody else was on record, but
1: top of their game. Really? I mean, I don't know what it is about Ozzy, but he's got the Midas touch when it comes to guitar players. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're all very different, but they're all insane at what they do. They're amazing at what they do. Yeah. Um You know, There's never been a time where he'd been like, Ozzy fucked up on that one. Correct. And, you know, even Joe Holmes was, I think, a great guitar player. He was a student of Randy Rhodes. It would have been cool to see, uh, you know, an album with him. So, I mean, he just, he always had an act for virtuosos. Whether it was him or Sharon or whoever the fuck, I don't know. But they, they know, they know a good guitar player when they see one.
0: So why wasn't he on down to earth? Do you remember? No,
1: I have no idea. Yeah. I know that if you go back there, I know there's a whole Eddie Trump podcast with Joe Holmes on yeah, it. I listened to it, goes and I into it and I I can't fucking yeah, I'm the yeah. same one. I can't remember any of it, so right. <laughs> there you go.
0: But yeah, obviously the differences jump out at times, but the similar, You know, I just kind of wondered if if anyone notices. You know, as a guitarist, the similarities in these guys. But, yeah. yeah. Well,
1: I'm I'm a slight guitarist, you know. <laughs> ask somebody that's really good and they might have a better answer. <laughs> yeah.
0: We should ask Eric Reese since he's a huge Jakey Lee fan yes, and he's should. also a huge Randy Rhodes and Zach Wilde fan. That's it? right, that's right. There you go, every album in a row, Ozzy Osbourne. I'll be interested to hear that back because I haven't listened to it in three years. Right. Yeah. So you just heard all that and then like we talked about at the beginning the new album came out on February 21st so check all that out if you hadn't. It's a a solid effort and it'd be cool if he does do another one like you said here this year so look forward to seeing if that happens if you like this kind of thing where we're just going deep dive into an artist's discography we've done it with we had CJ from Grind on here to do it for Kiss which that was a long haul and that was a great one yeah another one that was a huge long haul was Megadeth we also did Stone Temple Pilots with um, Brandon from Driver that's right And then we did Alice in Chains. We've done Van Halen, Guns N' Roses, Motley Crue, Pantera. I'm sure I'm getting some. Well, obviously the first one we ever did this on was Metallica. Right. So just dig back through there. Check all those out. A lot of them are now on the podcast. And there's also several that have not been on the podcast that are on YouTube. So go to YouTube, at Ethan Underground, subscribe. We've got a lot of other stuff besides that, like videos and reviews, all that great stuff. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. com. You can find all the links for all that. You can listen to all our back episodes we've had on. Gene Simmons from KISS. Guys from Def Leppard, Guns N' Roses. Typo Negative, Seven Dust. Saxon, Warrant, Tesla. Huge-ass long list, so just dig through there. Check out all those past episodes on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Music, and most everywhere you can hear a podcast. And yeah, check out Ozzy's new album and thanks again to MedFarm and D B concerts. Until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all.